are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, November 23rd. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go out and follow the podcast. You can also leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free, wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcast, etc. If you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, good morning, everyone. As always, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start your day. Tonight, the Chicago Blackhawks are back in action, wrapping up their four-game road trip with the Calgary Flames at 8 p.m. Central Time tonight on NBC Sports Chicago. I saw someone recently asked if I could, uh, during the episode, say where the game is going to be televised. That's going to be on NBC Sports Chicago tonight. So everyone in the Chicagoland area, if you have Xfinity or whatever, you should be able to get the game. So, per usual, with the Hawks back in action tonight, I'm going to go over a quick preview of that matchup with the Calgary Flames in just a little bit. Then, I'll also discuss Riley Stillman being placed on injured reserve yesterday, retrospective to that knee injury he suffered in Sunday's 1-0 win against the Vancouver Canucks. And I'll also talk about Wyatt Kalanuck getting recalled from the Rockford Ice Hogs as the corresponding move with uh, enormous opportunity to provide the Blackhawks with some much-needed offense. To start things off today, though, folks, let's get into that preview of the Blackhawks matchup tonight with the 11-3-5 Calgary Flames, currently the first-place team out in the Pacific Division, ahead of even the Edmonton Oilers at this point, who, of course, just took it to the Hawks in their meeting over the weekend on Saturday. So, obviously, it's it's going to be a tough task for the Blackhawks here tonight, but whew, man, it's one that would be really nice to have two and one so far on the road trip before they left to go out West. I said that five points or above, that would be a win in my book for this road trip. And they have an opportunity to come away with six here. If they manage to come away with a, another victory here tonight against the flames. And after defeating the Vancouver Canucks one to nothing on Sunday, a win that they definitely didn't deserve. Huge shout-out to Marc-Andre Fleury. What a way to pick up his first shutout as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. And without Fleury, there was absolutely no way in hell that the Hawks were going to come out of uh, come out of Rogers Arena with two points on Sunday. So, coming off of a win that they didn't deserve tonight, they have a huge opportunity to kind of make up for it against the top team in the entire Western Conference right now. Cue up cue up the Rocky theme song. Let's get it going here. This is a huge opportunity for the Blackhawks, an opportunity to play a much better game than they did on Sunday and kind of a second chance, honestly, for this new-look Blackhawks, if you will, to make a little bit of a statement, not only to other teams and fans and everyone across the NHL, but also to themselves. Let's look at how this road trip has gone so far. They beat 
a struggling team in Seattle on Wednesday. They were expected to win that game. They did. Saturday against Edmonton, they hadn't shown that they were capable of playing against quality competition at all so far this year, so not all that shocking that they lose that one. And then in the back-to-back against another struggling team in Vancouver, that one they, of course, managed to pick up a victory in. So this is uh, an opportunity for them to change the tides a little bit. We've seen that so far the Blackhawks, they're capable of beating inferior opponents. That we know they can do, but what we don't know they can do is are they able to beat some of the best teams across the NHL right now? The answer at the moment is no. That's what they've shown us so far this season, but they have a huge opportunity tonight to prove everyone who's doubting them, including myself, wrong. This is a massive game here to finish up this four-game road trip, and I don't want to call it a must-win because this is only, what, um, game number 19 on the year. It's a little bit too early for that statement, but this is one that would really feel good. It would be a big one to have, and it would also just, like I said, prove to themselves that they're able to do this right now, that, hey, this style of play under Derek King it works. We can beat a top team in the league. And sure, you know, it was an absolute dumpster fire for those first 12 games. But this is a two, a new team now. Everything that happened with Jeremy Colleton, that's not who we are anymore. That was basically the preseason 2.0. This is our new look Blackhawks. And they have an enormous chance tonight to prove that to the rest of the NHL and also, most importantly, I think to themselves. And I I think if they can get this win here tonight on the road against a quality team like Calgary that, as I've talked about already, has gotten off to a really hot start, I think that would be one heck of a wake-up call to the boys and one I think that could potentially get this team going as they're about to come back home from this road trip and also as the schedule starts to pick up a little bit in terms of the competition. But it's not going to be an easy task to come away with two points against this Flames here tonight, to say the least. It's a very well-rounded team. They obviously have a lot of weapons up front offensively with Matthew Kachuk, Johnny Goudreau, Sean Monahan, Elias Lindholm's been a nice addition to their team in the past couple years. Andrew Mangiapane is going bananas right now. The dude's got 15 goals through 19 games this season. And not only do they have the offense going right now, but they're also the number one defensive team in the league at the moment, giving up just 1.89 goals per game. Less than two goals per game right now, the Flames are allowing. And a lot of that success, I mean, obviously... Uh, A ton of it has to go to their defense, which on paper may not look like a stellar defensive group. And they're also surprisingly playing better without their longtime captain, Mark Giordano, being here anymore. Um, But they have a lot of guys who are capable of playing that shutdown style. And on top of that, a lot of the credit certainly has to go to to their goaltending so far as well. Through 19 games this season, the Flames already have seven shutout wins. That's not a misprint. Seven shutout wins already. Jacob Markstrom is 7-3-4 on the year, with five of those wins coming via shutout. I mean, having five shutouts over the course of the season is pretty darn good, let alone not even at the quarter mark so far in the season. It's incredible. And with the struggles that the Blackhawks have been having offensively, getting, I mean, absolutely no help whatsoever from the depth scoring department at the moment, 
I'm going to imagine it's going to be pretty tough for them to muster up a whole lot here tonight against this Flames team. So a very tough matchup also coming on the road for the Hawks. But one thing I noticed when doing some research on this game is the Calgary Flames have lost three of the last four in their own building, something that I'm sure the Hawks are also aware of themselves coming into tonight. This is a beatable team here in Calgary. I know they've been good, especially on the defensive side of things, but they can do this. It's just going to take a much better effort than they gave on Saturday against Vancouver. Also, one other thing I wanted to talk about in terms of the special teams game, the Flames come in here tonight ranked 6 in the NHL on both the power play and the penalty kill. And the special teams for the Hawks, while it was an asset during the early part of the season, now it's kind of turned into a, a complete liability over the last week. The Hawks have no power play goals in each of their last three games, and they've also allowed two shorthanded goals over that stretch. Not great, getting outscored on their own man advantages. And the PK also has been a bit of an issue lately as well. Obviously, in a shutout win against Vancouver, they didn't give up any PPGs, but prior to that, they had allowed a goal to the opposing man advantage in three consecutive games. They're still ranked 7th in the league coming into tonight, but I I would really like to see them clean up things a little bit in that area and also come away for the second straight game without surrendering a power play goal. All right, there's a quick preview on tonight's matchup with the Calgary Flames. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to discuss Riley Stillman being placed on injured reserve and Wyatt Kalanuck getting recalled from the Rockford Ice Hogs as the corresponding move. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like coconut, double chocolate, salted caramel, and they now have a couple of new Thanksgiving flavors as well that can help you eat the foods that you want for much fewer calories, like have a cherry built bar instead of having a cherry pie, or go have a grasshopper cookie built bar, which is really good if you're a fan of mint. Built bar also has flavors like cookies and cream, raspberry, my personal favorite, blueberry muffin, and many more flavors, all of which are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's a capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option. There are going to be some incredible Black Friday deals coming up this week as well. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment two now on the show today, I also wanted to be sure to talk about the latest roster moves that the Blackhawks made on Monday afternoon. After suffering kind of a gruesome-looking knee injury in Sunday's win over Vancouver, defenseman Riley Stillman was placed on injured reserve yesterday and unfortunately looks like he could be forced to miss a little bit of time here at the very least due to that knee injury, and for those who missed it, it, it was not a good look. Eric Gustafson checked former Hawk Tyler Mott into Stillman's leg, which just kind of bent awkwardly from Mott falling into him. Thanks, thanks for the help, Gus. 
no official update on Stillman yet, other than he's been placed on injured reserve. I'm I'm sure we'll probably hear more from Derek King later this afternoon once he speaks to the media, but just another tough blow to this Blackhawks defense, man. And looking at how it's been for them as a whole this season, just prior in training camp, Caleb Jones and Wyatt Kalanuk go down, I think, in, in back-to-back days. Then there's the COVID issues. Riley Stillman's out. Uh, Isaac Phillips was out, too, when he came up here to, to give the team with some help. Um, Calvin, Calvin DeHaan was forced to miss a game over the weekend due to some right wrist soreness. And now Stillman goes down once again. It's just bad break after bad break for the Blackhawks defense at the moment. And they still have not been at 100% at any point so far this season. But sadly, that's the name of the game, folks. And um, you you just got to continue to have that next man up mentality as an organization. And that next man up for the Blackhawks appears to be Wyatt Kalanuk, who was recalled from the Rockford Icehawks on Monday as the corresponding move to Stillman being placed on injured reserve. And for Kalanuk, as I just talked about, I'm sure it hasn't been the start of the year that he envisioned after suffering that ankle sprain during a practice on October October 5th after taking a hit from Reese Johnson. Eric Gustafson and Reese Johnson are literally doing some damage to their own team here so far this season. Gustafson hurts Stillman. Reese Johnson hurts Kalanuk. You're not helping out our defense, boys. And that injury forced Kalanuk to miss the entire first month of the season. Finally, he was able to get back to practice towards the beginning of the month, and once he was activated off long-term injured reserve about a week later on November 9th, ahead of the game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, I was originally thinking, are, are they really just going to put Kalanuk right in, right here off of LTIR? But ultimately, the Blackhawks decided to send him down to the Ice Hogs for a couple of games before just throwing him right into the fire, which I will admit, you know, when I saw... um. Kalanuk, you know, he had been practicing with the week with the NHL guys. He was activated off LTIR just before that game against Pittsburgh. I was like, I think he's going to play tonight. And when I saw he actually got reassigned out, I wasn't sure that it was the right call. But the more and more that I thought about it, the more I came to agree with that decision. It just makes, it just made, I should say, a whole lot more sense to go in, give Kalanuk a, a bit larger role down in Rockford to kind of warm up a little bit, if you will, rather than just putting him immediately into a sixth or seventh defenseman role with the Blackhawks, where he wasn't guaranteed to play each and every night. He honestly probably wouldn't have been the best way to shake off any rust if he had some, although he didn't really show it down with Rockford recording three goals, uh, three points, one goal, and two assists during his four games of action. But now, with Stillman looking like he he could be on the verge of missing some time, Kalanuk, I expect could and should be a lineup lock for the Blackhawks going forward. And I'll tell you why, folks. In just 21 games last season, in less than half of the COVID-shortened 56-game season, Kalanick stepped onto the scene and looked tremendous. Honestly, I think I thought he flashed some offensive potential from the blue line that, that we haven't seen in quite a while. And I know we got good offensive defensemen like Ian Mitchell, and Nicholas Bodan and Adam Boquist was here the past couple seasons, but honestly, I know Kalanuk's older than those those three that I just mentioned, but I thought his game looked far more complete, especially on the offensive side, than any of those 
players that I just mentioned. Uh, Kalnuk really, I thought, made the most of his opportunity. And with the Blackhawks down a couple of defensemen late in that season due to injury, Calvin DeHaan was was down. Obviously, they were without Brent Seabrook. Um, he wound up taking on a, a pretty large role. In, in his 21 games played, Kalanick wound up recording nine points, and his four goals actually tied Duncan Keith for the team lead among defensemen, even though he played in less than half the games that Keith did. And, and not only was, was that offensive side impressive for Kalanick, it was obviously the best part of his game, but clearly he was getting more and more confident on the ice on the defensive side of things as the games passed by. And eventually, he, he also wound up being a 20-minute-per-game defenseman for the Blackhawks in their final eight games of the year. He went from starting out uh, as a, a third pairing in a third-pairing role and eventually was someone that Jeremy Colleton could trust uh, to put him in crucial situations down the stretch. And as I talked about on yesterday's episode and as I've been talking about basically for all season now, um... Not only are the forwards struggling right now, aside from Kane, DeBrinkett, and Hagel, those three do not deserve to be in this conversation. Um, but aside from those three, not only are the other forwards not chipping in anything offensively right now, but the Blackhawks defensemen haven't done anything. They've only accounted for four goals total this season, with two coming from Seth Jones and the others one was Connor Murphy's goal in garbage time during the season opener against Colorado way back on October 13th. And the other was Jake McCabe's empty netter last Wednesday against Seattle. That's it from the Blackhawks' blue line this season. And they've also yet to score a goal on the power play as well. So with Kalanuck now back up, uh, first off, I expect that he'll get a look on that second power play unit going forward. And and hopefully he can provide this team with some much-needed offense right now from the back end because... It's it's a it's brutal to watch this Blackhawks offense try to muster things up. And I, I don't I think not only can Kalanuck help this team out with his goal scoring abilities like he showed last season, four goals and not only twenty one games, but I believe he had four in his first fourteen games of action. Um but I also think his speed and the willingness to skate the puck up the ice, those are a couple of things the Blackhawks don't get a lot of right now. Other than from Seth Jones. I mean, Gustafson can do that, but we don't want to give him the most ice time. Uh, And Caleb can do that as well, but he's only been back for two games so far. And one thing I also really liked about Kalanuk's game last season was, I think the one of the best parts, maybe the best part in my opinion, was his game and ice recognition. He knew exactly want to jump up into the play and take advantage of the open ice in front of him, whether it be in the neutral zone to help join the rush or backdoor on the, uh, uh, in the offensive zone to create a scoring chance. And the Blackhawks need more of that right now. So I'm super excited to see Kalanuck, who, by the way, was my preseason breakout pick for the Blackhawks. I'm super excited for him to get his first crack in the NHL this year and hopefully will help out this struggling Blackhawks offense. All right, there are my thoughts on defenseman Wyatt Kalanuck getting recalled from the Rockford Icehogs as a result of Riley Stillman being placed on injured reserve. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to go over my projected lineup for the Blackhawks tonight against Calgary. 
But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL and college football are both starting to close in on the postseason. Per usual, there's also some awesome Thanksgiving football games coming up that I know you want to throw some money down on. The UFC, sadly, is off for the weekend. If you've been riding my picks the last two weeks, Max Holiday, uh, Max Holloway, excuse me, and Ketlin Vieta, they've won both of us some money if you've been following me. And also, most importantly, we're right in the midst of the NBA and the NHL getting back up and running. So for any sport that you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN. That's one word in all caps to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Moving on into segment three, it's time to get into my projected lineup for the Blackhawks tonight when they take on the Calgary Flames. And at the time of this recording, it's still early here in Chicago. It's about 8.30 a.m. Obviously, time-wise, we're ahead of what they are in Calgary, so the morning skate is yet to happen for the Blackhawks. And I know usually I like to wait until after the morning skate has taken place to get this episode out on a game day, but sadly. I got to go into work around 11 this morning so I won't be able to time I won't be able to have the time to get one out then so I'm just going to go over uh, a projected lineup here tonight for the Hawks but if I had to guess folks first I I really do think Mark Andre Fleury absolutely has to be back in net here Flowers now won 4 games in a row he's coming off a remarkable shutout against the Vancouver Canucks a 40 save shutout to record his first in Chicago And he's now also stopped 135 of the last 140 shots that he's faced during his winning streak. And in such a meaningful game here tonight against the Flames, as I said, it's a chance to come away from this road trip with a 3-1 record, come away with 6 points, and just to um, be able to show themselves and also everyone else in the NHL that they can hang with the big dogs across the league And it's also an opportunity, of course, to get that record a little bit closer to 500. So with all that being said, I definitely think Flurry has to be the man in net here tonight, especially considering that, um, as I talked about earlier, this Blackhawks offense could be struggling to find the back of the net once again here tonight against a really sound defense and goaltending combo for Calgary. And by the way, Flurry is now 5-7-0 on the season with a 3.05 goals against average and a 9.11 save percentage. Finally, Marc-Andre Fleury is getting those numbers back to uh, where he's accustomed to and also where they deserve to be. Just some incredible stuff out of flower these past few weeks for the Blackhawks. As for their lineup, um, starting with the forward group, I wouldn't probably expect any changes to the top six here. I think DeBrinckit, Doc, and Kane will remain as the top line with. 
Strom, Taze, and Hagel serving as the second. And on Sunday, Hagel broke through for his fifth goal of the season against Vancouver, which also wound up being the game winner. Um, But aside from that, I honestly thought that that trio of Strom, Taze, and Hagel were without a doubt the Hawks' best line of the night. Both Taves and Strom had some quality scoring chances in that one. And Dylan Strom has just been getting going here these last couple of weeks. I really think it was a great idea to give him an opportunity with uh, Taze and Hagel on that second line to keep him staying hot. So I fully expect those three to remain together once again here tonight. As for the third line, on Sunday it was Kubalik, Borgstrom, and Hardman. Um, I, I think you probably got to keep playing Kubalik and just hope that eventually, you know, one of these opportunities for him is going to find the back of the net. And it's not like he's been getting shut down completely, no. Um, he's had his chances during this 12-game goal drought that he's in, he's in the midst of. He just hasn't been able to convert on any of them, which is odd for Dominic Kubelik because in those first two seasons, he was someone who was frequently able to find ways to beat goaltenders, and so far this year, they've just managed to get the best of him. But I don't think healthy scratching Dominic Kubelik is going to do him any good. Like I said, he's still getting his looks. I think eventually he's going to be able to bury one. Um, I also probably don't see Borgstrom drawing out at this point when he's really just kind of getting up and running at this point, although they are barely using him, so he could be the one to draw out if they are thinking of making a change. Um, But honestly, I think... I know some people are going to say I'm biased here, but I think I think scratching Mike Hardman in favor of Adam Gaudet certainly wouldn't be the worst thing in the world at this point. I mean, Hardman really hasn't been able to do a whole lot so far this year. I haven't heard his name all that frequently, and I know, I know, I'm a big Adam Gaudet supporter, but I just don't get, I don't know what it's going to take at this point for him to get an opportunity. I mean, this bottom six has done nothing, nothing all season long. And he's one of the few guys that we can put in there in the bottom six that can still produce offensively. He showed it last season. So I personally think that now would, would be a pretty good time to bring in an offensive-minded guy like Goddad against a really good Calgary defense. But at the same time, to be realistic here, Derek King didn't even give Goddad an opportunity on Sunday against his former Vancouver Canucks squad. So that right there might just show you how the coaching staff values Goddad's abilities right now. As for the fourth line, that was Kurashev, Carpenter, and Kara on Sunday. Uh, I do also think that Philip Kurashev could be in for a healthy scratching here at some point. I don't know if it'll come tonight, but it's been a struggle for Curry in the early going. And I also wonder if eventually we could see him reassigned down to the Rockford Icehawks for a little bit, just to give him, you know, a, a larger role to play in. He'll get some more offensive situations. I think that's kind of what's hurting him right now is he's playing on the fourth line and even when he was playing on the third line earlier that's really when the line combinations under Jeremy Colleton were like what what are we trying to accomplish here so uh it's kind of been a tough role for Kershev to play in so I think he, he could be I think sending him to Rockford wouldn't be the worst idea at this point as I said to just put him in some more offensive situations and help him get that confidence back up because Right now, I'm sure it's not too high considering he hasn't found the back of the net so far this season, and he just hasn't been as good as I think everyone expected him to be here in a second NHL campaign. On defense, with Kalanuk now up at the NHL level, he is 
going to join the team in Calgary for the game tonight. Could make his season debut, still not sure. Um, but as for the pairings that I would like to see, I think we should stick with Calvin DeHaan and Seth Jones up top, then Jake McCabe and Connor Murphy as a second pairing, even though they've struggled a lot together so far this year. I think you have to keep riding with that second pairing. They obviously have chemistry going back to their days with the United States national program. Uh, I think you got to kind of roll with them until they get things clicking. And I think eventually that's going to come for Jake McCabe. Um, And then on the third pairing, I think that should be Caleb Jones and Wyatt Kalanuck. Not necessarily they have to play together, but you can mix and match Seth with a couple of those guys. Obviously, Seth's one of the leaders in ice time in the entire league right now, so he'll probably get more shifts than anyone on that back end for the Blackhawks. And the reason I say that is because uh, going with Caleb Jones and Wyatt Kalanuck, it's a bit of an offensive-minded third pairing there, which usually isn't a go-to for any team. So um, maybe Jones gets a couple more shifts, or maybe even they put Caleb up there with him and bump DeHaan down with Kalanuck. Um, but either way, what what I'm more so trying to say here is that I think Eric Gustafson needs to be serving as the seventh defenseman here tonight. We've been preaching this all season long, but due to injuries and, and due to the COVID illnesses, um, they, the Blackhawks haven't been in a situation where they could do that. But now, with Kalanuck here, they're finally in a position where they can utilize Gustafson in that seventh defenseman role. And against a quality team like Calgary, the Hawks, I think this could be a low-scoring affair here tonight. Don't quote me on that. I've been wrong on the over-under in three consecutive games. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, and if that is the case, the Blackhawks, they can't afford any blunders from their defense if they want to come away with another two points here. So I think they have to roll with their six best defensemen tonight, and that ultimately means Eric Gustafson is the seventh defenseman watching the game from up in the box. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, November 23rd's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day by simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Bets right now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode... Go Hawks, let's pick up a big win here tonight in Calgary to wrap up this road trip. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.